I'm so thankful for dads. Really, like, I feel like even in this ministry, I'm starting to notice how, like Matt was actually mentioning this, how there's like father-son relationships. Like his dad is helping out and he's, you know, the, he was a pastor and Matt's dad's helping out. My dad's helping out. And then Isaac's dad came along. Hallelujah. So it's like, like God is turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children back to the fathers. Hallelujah. There's something about a family heritage, a family line. Hallelujah. We want to we wanna tap into that. It's, there's a vine. Hallelujah. There's a vine, and we want to tap into the. We talk a lot about gen, uh, generational curses, right? But I, I, I want to. We want to. We want to like focus on the generational blessings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Come on, let's speak those generational blessings. Every good thing that your dad had to offer is somewhere inside of you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Every good thing that your heavenly Father has to offer is somewhere inside of you. And it's just got to come out. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's waiting to come out. Hallelujah. Who here just, they, they, they plan on having kids. Anybody? Angels are watching. Scrap angels. <laughs> There's scribe angels right now. They're like watching. <laughs> Did you raise your hand? I don't know. As I was driving on my way to Surrey this morning, as we're at, we're trying to pressure wash the floor, because we're trying to like fix up the floor, it's like God just gave me a download. I kind of had a message that I was going to preach, but then God kind of shifted it. I felt like He wanted me to speak about uh, longevity. So uh, the name of the message tonight is having a lifestyle of godly longevity to leave a legacy longevity it means that being in it for the long run hallelujah being able to finish the race right he's the alpha he's the omega he's the beginning and the end hallelujah how many know it's easy to start something it's easier to have a baby than to take care of the baby Hallelujah. And sometimes we could we could think like, oh man, I want to get married, right? Like, right? Yeah, I'm just gonna go up there and I'm gonna put on the ring, hallelujah, and it's gonna be beautiful, right? That's that's the easy part, right? Making it, having your marriage last for the rest of your life, is where the challenge lies, hallelujah. And it's like, there's so many barricades in life. There's so many traps. There's so many devices that the enemy sets up. He, he hides them under rocks, right? He's got, he's got, he's got like demons guarding uh, gates, right? And next levels. He's got things guarding the next breakthrough. Hallelujah. So like, like as believers... Sometimes we might think, well, you know, God's with me and it's going to be easy and I'm just going to, you know, I'm, He's going to bless what I do, hallelujah. But in reality, like, living the Christian life is not always easier. Can I hear amen? 
there it, it it's it's there's challenges because there's actual attacks that come on our lives. Like, have you ever noticed, like, like sometimes unbelievers, like, it's like things are going well for them. They got the Lamborghini. They got right. It's like the family is looking all good, and it's like, it's like, man, you're, you're doing pretty good, like, right? And then like believers are like bruised, and like they got nail piercings in their hands. They got whip marks on their back. Hallelujah. And so, so I want to talk about how to actually position yourself in a sense where you can last and, and where things can last. Things that are being established in our lives can last. So number one is be willing to put in the energy and effort to get the breakthrough. Okay? You have to be willing... To put the energy, and you gotta have the willingness to keep going until the breakthrough comes. Hallelujah. So Genesis chapter thirty-two, verse twenty-two. Let's let's read that. It says that night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. So, so Jacob, okay. He's got a brother named Esau. You guys know the story, right? And Esau's a little bit mad at Jacob. Okay? Because <laughs> Jacob means deceiver. Jacob's kind of like a little tricky guy. But there's a blessing on the Lord. How many know that you can actually be crooked in some ways and God still has favor on you? God could still use your crookedness. Not, not like, not, he can't use your crookedness, but he could use you regardless of your crookedness. He can use you regardless of your sin. He can use you regardless of the faults that we have. I mean, Jacob was a little tricky guy. Amen? His whole life, and then it actually came back on him. Like he started getting tricked. Right? Remember with the wives? He worked for like, I don't know how many years. <laughs> and he got the wrong wife. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so here is Jacob, okay? He's got all of his stuff. He's got his servants. He's got his wife. And he, he gets to the place of transition. He gets to the, the bank of the... Of the river, of the waters, right? And he knows that his brother is out to get him. Hallelujah. So what does he do? He sends all of his stuff, all the wives, all of his goodies, and he, he wants to give a gift to Esau. Okay? So let's read that. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is uh, daybreak. So here's Jacob wrestling all night. Hallelujah. Wrestling all night. 
Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Okay, so here's Jacob wrestling with the angel, with the angel of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so, so just picture this. His own brother is out to get him. Okay? He's like willing to give all that he has to like find resolution in his life. And then right when he's like, he emptied himself of everything. He was willing to sacrifice everything to find solutions in his life. Hallelujah. It didn't get easier. You'd think that God would be like, okay, like you poured everything out of your life. You got to the place of transitions and you gave everything that you had. And, and then there's still a struggle. Hallelujah. Who here wants to hear the prosperity gospel? Huh? It goes like this. Just, just you send all everything you have. <laughs> right? Send everything you have to the evangelist. Yeah. No. Give everything you have. And then still get your hip out of your socket. Like you're getting a licking from the Lord. Come on. <laughs> Who wants it? You want to be a Christian now? Anybody? <laughs> so, <laughs> but here's the thing is, is that Jacob knew even though he had poured out everything, even though he, people were against him, his own family was against him. He gave everything, he poured everything out and he was by himself and he felt alone and he felt like nobody was with him. And, but he, he had this tenacity inside of him. Hallelujah. How many know you got to have tenacity inside of your heart to be able to get the breakthrough? Hallelujah. And, and he starts wrestling with the angel of the Lord. He's wrestling, he's wrestling, he's wrestling. All night wrestling. I don't know if you ever wrestled in prayer in the nighttime. Wrestled in, with tongues. Hallelujah. I, I'm not going to stop praying until I feel the breakthrough in the Spirit. Yeah, anybody know what I'm talking about when you're praying and then you're like, all of a sudden you're just like, whoa, we just hit something. I can go to bed now. Right? Are you willing to fight for the inheritance that God had, for the birthright? Even if it's not really your own birthright, you can just grab onto that birthright. Hallelujah. You can grab on to what's not even yours. You can, God gives you access to so much in this life. He's just saying, come and grab it. But are you willing to wrestle with me a little bit? Are you willing to go through the hard times? Are you willing to let go of all your stuff to find the solutions for your life? Hallelujah. How do we have longevity? You have got to have enough tenacity to be willing to fight until the breakthrough. Because once you get that breakthrough, hallelujah, now he's got a new name. You're no longer Jacob, your name is Israel. Boom. You can fight till the point where God gives you a new identity. There's a place in the battle, there's a place in the hardship. There's a place in the spirit realm where God just goes, boom. You got a new name now. Hallelujah. Who's ready for a new name?
I can go through it. I don't know how many rounds there can be. Like, I just want to keep getting new names. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I like Daniel, but, you know. Hallelujah. So number two. Longevity requires, requires us to make equitable and sustainable arrangements in our lives. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why I actually, I, I decided to start a church. Okay? Why? Not because I wanted to start a church for fun. Right? There's a reason why. God gave me a burden to minister to people. God gave you a burden to minister to people. Hallelujah. But here's, here's a thought that I had. It's not equitable, it's not sustainable to have every person I, I encounter and every person I minister to, to invite them into my house. Can I hear hallelujah tonight? Come on. How that, you want longevity in your ministry. There has to be some boundaries around you. Hallelujah. You can't let everybody into your bedroom. I know, I know it, it, it's... Sometimes it's hard to imagine that. But I, you know what? If you open your door to anybody, you're, you've become very vulnerable. As much as God is all-powerful and all-seeing, and He can protect you, the moment you open your, a certain doors in your life, the moment you open a door to let someone in to your personal space, and to, like, don't tell all your secrets to everybody. Hallelujah. Come on. That's not sustainable. You gotta have certain people that you share your secrets with. You gotta have some people that you share your prophetic words with. You gotta have some people that you receive prophetic words from. And you, you don't have to go get them everywhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Yeah. It's true because you know what? That's not sustainable. Going from one place to another place to like go where it's flashy and right do you see what I'm saying like I'm gonna go where, where all the big names are and I'm gonna get a prophetic word that's good and all but it's not a sustainable system for your life you need to have a local church that you're plugged into hallelujah so let's read uh, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 2 transition <laughs> The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Okay, so this is this is like he's giving he's giving the reason for the Proverbs. Why do we read the Proverbs? Proverbs is like one of my favorite food to eat. I like to cook it up, put it in my spirit. Come on. Proverbs is like it's guidance, it's it's the goodies of life, it's it's like the easy things to understand. It sounds complicated because there's like the way it's poetic, but it's actually like a child can understand Proverbs. Like it's pretty like upfront. There's not much mystery in there in the sense like it's right there and it's telling you what to do. It says to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, hallelujah, judgment and equity equity hallelujah 
if your company has no equity, right, it's not doing that good. Hallelujah. What we do in life has to be equitable. So that means that when I get married, see like 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 even just a couple of years ago, even like a couple of months ago, like Bora, my wife was she was like working a full-time job, right? And then she was coming home and cooking, and then she was waking up and cleaning. Hallelujah. What what do you what do you think starts happening and doing a ministry? Like what like like just think about that. Like bless bless her heart, right? I'm not saying this is wrong, but I'm saying that is not the most sustainable system. Hallelujah. And man, I love her because she was she's such a hard worker, right? But in the long term, if you want longevity, you gotta you gotta be able to let go of a couple of things that are not gonna be bringing a return. That are not going to be... You see, she was working for someone else. She was working for a daycare. Hallelujah. And it was paying the bills, right? It was helping out. But in the long run, she was starting to get burned out. Like I could just see it on her like, Bora, you're, you're getting tired. Hallelujah. Come on, Bora, like... That's amazing. Like a hardworking... Like you got to find a hardworking woman. I'm telling you, don't get a lazy woman. <laughs> I'm telling you. Woo, I'm preaching good right now. <laughs> Hot and lazy is not going to cut it. <laughs> but you see, like, like, eventually, if you want longevity, you got to figure out how to get equity, how to get a return on what you're you're investing in. If there's no return, if there's no sustainability, right, in the routine, in the way we do things, in the way we work, come on. How, how are we, are we going to see longevity to leave a legacy? Because what starts happening is we start burning out, we start getting frustrated, right, and, th and that's why we have a team, we, we have a board, so we could talk to each other, so we can actually like figure out what is making sense and what is not making sense. Right? In a ministry, you have to talk. In a family, you gotta have family meetings. What is working, what is not working? Hallelujah. Man, I'm preaching good tonight. This is good, I'm telling you. You gotta find what how to be equitable. How how to find a system that is sustainable. And I, I'm struggling with it myself. I, it, it's taken me time. Like, I want to delegate more. But you see, like, doing everything is not sustainable. Can I hear amen? Come on. Doing everything is not sustainable. So pray for me. Because that's, that's always the pastor's thing is like, you know, they want to do everything. And it doesn't, that is not equitable. That is not sustainable. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so God, like... Yes. <laughs> God, God, we like, like. I'm just thankful that you see, like, like Aaron just walked in, 
Amen. And then he took on the, the cajone. Right? He had the cajon to take on the cajon. Come on. <laughs> and he just walked around just like, can you do it? He's like, yeah, right. Amen. It sounded great. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's, you know, why not? When people walk into our lives, if you could actually see what they're capable of and be like, oh my gosh, like, you could do this. And then if you could see the dream inside of them and try to make that dream come a reality for them. Hallelujah. That's sustainable. That is the core, like, like obviously, like, Jesus is the core of the ministry, but besides that, we want, we want to see people's lives transformed. Hallelujah. Because a miserable person is not a good, like, it's not a good testimony in the sense where, you know, always depressed, always angry, is not going to, your light's not shining when you're like that. Hallelujah. And you know what? You could be happy in jail, but like, you don't have to be in jail all the time. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> <You're right? laughs> it's okay to be in jail, but it looks better when you're not. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise yeah. the Lord. <laughs> so you know I've, that's been one of the like our hearts is like and I know even in the leadership we're, we're trying to see like where people fit and like like how how you know how can we like utilize this person and like how can they because like if I choose what the person's gonna do right it's not it doesn't work like they gotta there's gotta be a glow on what they're trying to bring, hallelujah, and they gotta be, they gotta be comfortable with it. They gotta be, there's gotta be a vitality about it when they come in, and and it's like, man, like, like right away when Isaac came in, I was like, man, this guy just, he knows, like, he knows he's gonna help with the renovations. I already knew, like, he's just like, bam, bam, bam. I'm just like, oh yeah, like, uh, and he's just like, okay, like, do this, do this, do this, do that. Hallelujah. Right? Like, that, that is the body of Christ. And, and we're going to look at that, actually. Um, so, number three is invest with people who value your contribution. How, okay, how to have a lifestyle of godly longevity. Okay? To leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave something behind that's got my name and Jesus' name on it, right? Like, obviously, I want Jesus to get the glory, but I want to leave a legacy. Hallelujah. Who here wants, like, you want, you want to come back and see that someone got healed of cancer. That's, that's a legacy that, that, like, I know Jesus is happy, but I'm happy too. I'm happy too that you're healed. Jesus did that, but I did that too. You see what I'm saying? I, I was part of that. Hallelujah. Come on. You give God the glory, but you, you keep the excitement. You keep the, the, the like, wow, that's hot. I love that. Man, that person, like, when I, when I see a walking miracle, when I, when I prayed for someone and they're still healed, hallelujah, after five years, they don't have the ailment, it's gone. Come on, tell me that's not, that's, tell me that doesn't have longevity in it. That's how you keep going. That's how you keep praying. That's how you keep believing God for miracles because you're seeing the result of it. 
But investing with people who value your contribution will really energize you. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Let's read that. There is one body, but it has many parts. But all its many parts make up one body. You guys know this verse, right? It is the same with Christ. We were all baptized by one Holy Spirit. And so we are formed into one body. It didn't matter whether we were Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free people. It doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter the color of your hair. Hallelujah. We are one in Christ. Dude, Jesus had it right the whole time. Come on. He knew it all along. Like, people are, are, don't even get it yet. Like, just read the Bible. Like, why are you got Okay, you, you can protest all you want. That's great. I mean, like, good for you. But you know what? Just listen to Jesus. Just, there's no Jew or Gentile. There's no black, white. It doesn't matter. We're all one. Hallelujah. Can we just listen to Jesus? Like, just listen to Jesus. Come on, world. I'm going to put that on a, like, Trump, just tweet that. Someone, like, just listen to Jesus. Yeah. That's it. Like, you're, there's no racism anymore. Hallelujah. Come on. Woo! People need to, they, they need to get it. They need to understand this about the gospel. People at the skate park, they need to get this. People at the mall, they need to get this. They're just catching up to it. They haven't even caught up yet. Hallelujah. We're one. We're one. We are all given to the same spirit to drink. Hallelujah. That's what we were singing earlier. Drink, drink from the well. So the body is not made up of just one part. It has many parts. Suppose the foot says, I'm not a hand, so I don't belong to the body. By saying this, I cannot stop being a part of the body. And suppose the ear says, I'm not an eye, so I don't belong to the body. So you, 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 anybody ever met someone like that? I don't fit into church. Yeah. This, this Bible verse just contradicts that whole statement. It's not because, like the body part that you are is valuable. And then I'm just going to keep, keep going because by saying this, it cannot stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, how could it hear? If the whole body were an ear, how could it smell? God has placed each part in the body just as he wanted it to be. Whew. He placed it as he wanted it to be. Let's not try to be something else that he's made us to be. Hallelujah. Come on. This is good. This is good. Longevity is something that is sustainable that has longevity okay is when your your piece of the puzzle is in the right spot right and you're valued for that piece of the puzzle not overlooked not i don't you're like not someone interpreting that you're not that piece of the puzzle come on like are like if when you're confident in your piece of the puzzle Right? Other people might not see it right away. But if you can be like Jacob, when you've poured it all out, and you can wrestle with God, until you say no. No. I know I'm this. 
I know I'm called to preach. Hallelujah. Maybe you don't see it right now. Come on, I'm preaching good. Maybe you're not seeing it. But I know. Hallelujah. So you know what? I'm going to get around people that at least acknowledge something inside of me that looks like the piece of the puzzle that I want. And they're helping me chisel that piece of the puzzle so that it's going to fit properly in the right spot. Hallelujah. Longevity is not in a place, right? If you're married to a person that doesn't treat you like a man, treats you like a kid, hallelujah, they're not valuing your position, or the woman is being very dominant, come on, how is that going to last? No, the woman needs to value the man for what the man can bring, come on. I want to get around people that value me for what I have to offer and that are going to actually compliment what I'm missing. I might be able to do some things, but other things, I'm part of my French, but I suck at it. I just, I'm just acknowledging it, man. I, I can't do it. We can't, like, don't tell the ear that's supposed to be the mouth. Don't try to be the mouth, the ear, and the... Hallelujah. I can't. God has placed each part. All the parts were the same. If all the parts were the same, how could there be a body? As it is, there are many parts, but there's only one body. The I can't say to the hand, I don't need you. That's what I mean by value. If you feel like you're not needed, that's a problem. Right? If you're trying to... F the thing is, you need to know what is God's calling on your life? Not necessarily what I want to do. That's different. Okay, I wanted to be in youth ministry, and I tried it, and it didn't work. You see, I like, like I was coming in, and the kids were like there, and I was like, oh, I don't. Hi, like, hi, how's it going? Good, okay. Like, I just. I mean, I, I can drum it up, like, oh, hey, how's it going? Let's play ping pong, guys. Woo! Like, is that is that going to have longevity in it? Like, no, I, I wanted to have that peace, but it's not my peace. Hallelujah. So, like, when you start realizing, like, maybe this isn't my peace, and then when I actually came out of that, and I came into, like, what actually God is calling me into, hallelujah, I started getting breakthrough. Resources start to come. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't need you. I hate that. I don't need you. We need everybody. We need, like, go somewhere where you're valued. And we want to be a place. If you ever feel unvalued, unvaluable, or if, if I've ever done that, I'm sorry. And you can come talk to me. Hopefully, Bora, you feel a little bit valuable. Yeah, you do. She's got that smile. But you know, no, no, but it's it's true because you can, you know, sometimes we we don't understand what is what people want. We don't understand what their their expectations are. Hallelujah. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are the ones we can't do without. 
The parts of the body that you hide are the most important part for reproduction. The parts of the body that are hidden are, they're not shown, they're not in the front, they're not on the stage. Hallelujah. But without them, there's no reproduction. Come on. Hallelujah. So, 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 you know, we don't, we, we don't all, all need to be in the spotlight, right? Because the spotlight sometimes, it's not, like, I, you hear that. Everybody wants to be a pastor. That is not true. Nobody wants to be a pastor. I've never met one person that wants to be, I, I only met Matt. That's it. Like, I don't know anybody else that wants to be a pastor. Like, I'm not lying. Like, like let's, let's get this idea of, of, like, glamour and everybody wants to be a pastor because I don't know anybody. Do you know a lot of people that want to be pastors? Like, be honest. <laughs> Dude, it's not, like... Maybe, maybe they want to be apostles, but not apostles. Apostles, yeah. <laughs> but see, like, like, I think for me and Matt, it's a little bit different because our dads were pastors. So it's like, it's that, gen like, we got the generate... There's a blessing with being a pastor. We got that generational blessing passed on to us. Hallelujah. So, like, it's a little bit easier for us to kind of want that because we had a, uh, an example of what that looks like. Hallelujah. And, and you know what? Like, for me, what worked, it's not the 12-step program. It's I, not counseling worked for me. Like, the only thing that worked for me was the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm not joking. Holy Ghost is what worked for me. Not even church. Like, yeah, church. Church with Holy Ghost. That's that's good. Amen? Amen? Church, no Holy Ghost? Okay. But for a wild guy like me, like, I need Holy Ghost. Right? Like, I'm not just going to sit there and be, Hombalama, kumbaya, kumbaya. Right? Nah, I can't do that. Like, I need some, I need like fire and healing, right? And I, <laughs> I need, I like prophecy. I like fun stuff. Like, come on, Christianity's fun. Like a word of knowledge and you hit it. It's like, ooh. Tongues. Tongues, yeah. Woo! Yeah, right? Yeah. Fire in the room. Like, come on. Breakthrough, deliverance. <laughs> Breakthrough, deliverance. Hallelujah. Come on. Man, that's good stuff. Truth. Truth. <laughs> Truth. Vulnerability, right? High fives. Like if you've never had a high five in a service, there's something wrong. I need at least, uh, like in one year, there needs to be at least one high five from someone. Yeah. Come on. Hi. A hug. High five is more like, it's lighter. It's like, <laughs> it's more like, we're on the same level. Like we don't need this like pyramid scheme. Like, come on. Yeah, side, yeah. Christian side hug. Yeah, Matthew gave me a high five today. Yeah, there you go. Come on. We're doing good. Hey, family, you're allowed to So I'm um, just going to finish with this last one. Uh, number four is stay in the grace zone. Stay in the grace zone. Hallelujah. So what does that mean? That means that there's grace to do something. And then there's not grace to do something. You guys with me? You, like, 
yes, Jesus' grace is all sufficient. It it's always poured out. There's always grace, but you can actually step out of that grace by sinning, by having the wrong motives, by having the wrong thoughts. And then and then what what starts happening? Old things from the past start coming back. They start coming in. Because you stepped out of the grace zone. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's right there. You just, you just, I'm, like, it's a lot of people are like right here in the middle of the grace zone. They're just like, I got one foot here, one foot there. And, and then, you know what? The moment you like, you put this one foot in here. Eh? No, just, I mean, this is, this is risky, but like, why don't we just stay over here? In, in the safety zone. You guys with me? That's got longevity. That means you follow what the Bible is telling you to do. You do it God's way. You don't skip steps. Hallelujah. You do it God's way. When God gives you a directive, come on. And you don't follow it, there's a penalty. Hallelujah. God can give you directives through the Bible. He can give you the directives through the man of God. He can give you directives from your wife. Hallelujah. A lot of times. Right now I'm starting to just... I'm just starting to like do what she's telling me. She told me not to do it. Right? I'm over here. Right? I, it's just because the Holy Spirit's using her. Right? And then, and then sometimes I just go... Let me just come right <laughs> Is that okay, sweetheart? <laughs> oh, oh no, no, don't go there, right? Yeah. Just, just stay on this side. Hallelujah. Longevity, baby. Come on. Longevity. Yeah. Longevity. 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 So, so, anyways, like, like, just gonna finish with this, this little story. Like, we're, we got the floor right now, okay? And there's dirt on the floor. Hallelujah. There's no grace on the floor to put the cement over all the holes that are in the floor. There's cracks, there's holes, there's bruises, there's things that are broken. Hallelujah. And what are we doing? Pressure washing all of it. Like washing away the dirt. Letting Jesus wash away the evil things, the non-godly things out of our life because He wants to actually patch our holes that we have in our hearts. He wants to make it nice and smooth. Hallelujah. So we don't trip when we walk. Hallelujah. We don't trip when we run. Hallelujah. And I, I just had this picture because we're like going in the holes and we're... It feels so good. Just get it out of here. Right? Woo, come on. Just get all that dirt out of me. Lord, wash me. Wash me. Because you know what? When, when it's going to be ready? When it's going to be ready. It's going to be so much better. There's a prep work for when God is about to release you to the your full level of your calling. Hallelujah. There's some prep work that needs to be done. There's some holes that got to be filled. There's some dirt that's got to be cleansed. Hallelujah. He can still use you. I'm, I'm not saying He can't use you the way you are. Right? He can. 
But if you want to trip and fall and sprain your ankle, then leave all the holes. Right? Fill the holes. So I love, I love what Jesus did on the cross. Come on. Hallelujah. What did Jesus do? Do you guys remember what Jesus did? Okay, so Jesus, first of all, he went, he like went on the cross, right? He had to wrestle with the cross. Hallelujah. After he poured out everything he had to the world, he gave everything for the reconciliation for the solution. He was willing to let go of everything. And then he went on the cross and he said, Father, forgive, forgive them. For, Father, can you take this cup away from me? He started wrestling with God. Hallelujah. Amen. He started wrestling with God and he said, He's wrestling. He's poured out everything. So if you're in a place where you feel like you poured out everything, Hallelujah. Maybe it doesn't seem so easy. If you hold on long enough and you, and you say, I'm not going to let go until I get the breakthrough. Jesus said, I'm not going to let go until my people, let my people go. Until there's solution, until there's resolution. I'm going to keep fighting. Like, that's just for me. Like, I'm going to keep fighting for my family. I'm going to keep fighting for my business. I'm going to put all of my effort. I'm going to put everything that I have, hallelujah, for my friendships. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lay it all out. I, I, I'm willing to take a whipping, hallelujah. I'm willing to fight and to wrestle until the breakthrough comes. Because when the breakthrough comes, hallelujah, it's, it's, more, than, it's more than you can handle. It's, it's above and beyond all you can ask for or imagine. Your, your silos cannot hold the blessing that God wants to pour into your life. I'm telling you. There's more than enough right now. Hallelujah. There's more than enough. I can't, I can't even keep up with the blessings that are coming in right now. I can't keep up. There's, there's too many customers. I don't even know what to do with all of them. That is the, that is the reality of what he's saying is that I've been faithful in my giving. I've been faithful in my tithing. Hallelujah. And God now is, from what I did three years ago, now he's starting to bring it into action. Hallelujah. And I, I can't even, like, there's not enough resources. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wrestled with the lack. I wrestled through showing up here. And making minus $300 in one day. Every day. I wrestled with that. But you know what? I kept fighting. I kept going. Hallelujah. I kept giving. I kept praying. I kept wrestling. I kept going. Hallelujah. And you know what? There's a time in your life where it's the third day. And the third day, I'm going to prophesy over your life right now. The third day is coming. And when the third day comes, it's the breakthrough you've been looking for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how deep it went. To the pits of hell. Hallelujah. He just keep wrestling, man. Like, at some, it's going to pop. I just prophesy that over your life. Keep doing the right thing because it's going to pop. It's about to pop. The balloon is going to pop. Hallelujah. Woo! 
Woo! Who here's seeing, starting to see blessings and like, come on, you're, you're, you could see it. You could see it. Come on, I like I have prophetic eyes tonight. See it. See your future wife. See, see, see what your house is going to look like. Come on, just see past the cross. Because of the joy that was set before him past the cross, he was able to to go under, like to go on the cross. Come on, see in the future, in your future. It's not easy to pressure wash the floor. Can you see past that? Come on, it's not easy to sweep the floor. Can you see? Can you picture how nice it's going to look when it's clean? Come on. Can you see beyond the labor pains of the baby? That's about. Can you see the baby? Can you hold the baby? Come on. Jesus, Jesus, man, I have a hard time just sending an email. Like I'm, it's been like <laughs> three months, and I can't even do. It. Like God, help me. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like we're weak, and, and we need help. And like, but but you know what? Like, we got to see past the struggle. We got to see past the income. Like sometimes, like even at school, I couldn't even like type something because I didn't know how to speak English properly. Come on. But you know what? Ugh, get, yeah, you gotta go through it. Come on. So let's just stand up. I, I could keep preaching, but. <laughs> oh man. Why don't we? Uh, let's just do a social distance. Uh, let's. Can we just come to the front, like? Just make sure you keep a little bit of distance. Make a big, big circle. Make a big circle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Daddy. Father, thank you so much. We thank you so much, Lord, and I thank you so much for the message tonight. And I was going to share this scripture before the service Hallelujah. of Abraham. Yeah. Abram got his name changed to Abraham said, you're going to be the father of many nations. Lord, we just welcome that, the blessing of Abraham, to be a father of many nations, to have many sons. And we know that you, you gave, uh, through Melchizedek, you gave a priestly office to Abraham, that when Abraham rescued his nephew Lot, he came out to meet the king, and suddenly another king showed up called the King of Salem, King of Peace. Yes. Hallelujah. And he gave, he met Abram with bread and wine. And he said, Blessed be Abraham of God Most High, and blessed be God Most High, who yes. delivered Abram's enemies into his hand. Hallelujah. And Abram turned around. And offered him a tenth of everything. Glory to God. And then immediately after the king of Sodom said, Give some of the things to yourself. Take the men and keep the rest of the spoil. And he said, God forbid that I even take a a sandal latch. That's right. Come on. I'm not even going to take a sandal latch yeah. from you. Hallelujah. Because you're the one who screwed it up. 
the king of Sodom got not not he kept all the spoil because Abraham didn't need it. He already had God Most High. Hallelujah. He had the office from heaven, and he had the the blessing from God that was given after was to be a father of many nations. Father, yes. He was going to multiply, yes. Yes. multiply Abraham. So we want to receive that blessing of Abraham that goes out yes. from this place tonight Hallelujah. to many nations. Yes, and we will receive by giving you a tithe of our, of our means Jesus. to God, not to people. Yes. We're not going to take things from people. We're going to give to God. We're going to change the story. Hallelujah. And we're going to have sweet communion with God. And you're, you're such a beautiful Savior that you do this for us, Lord. Thank you. You found us, Lord. Thank you that you found us tonight. We want to be found waiting for you so we can receive, like Dan said, the breakthrough before to not quit before we see the miracle. And get a new name, get a new challenge.